guys, Princess here, and welcome to another episode of My Pumpkin. Um, so listen, I've tried to record this intro several times. Uh, I keep getting it interrupted. Today is the first day of the first soccer game of the season, right? So I got four boys in soccer this year, and I went to two games this today, one at 9, one at 12.45. Uh, little boys do not know what they're doing. Um, they are very confused about what's happening. I'm shocked. The big boys know how to play. I don't know how. I don't know where I was when they figured out how to play. But they are actually playing a game. And Cheek scored a bunch. And, like, he's, like, not afraid to run up after the ball and get in people's faces and get up in the drama. And Turtle is naturally athletic. And he played most of the game. Coach says he didn't score anything today, but the coach said he's, like, really important to the way the team works, and that's great. They had a good time, but it was hot as fuck. And, guys, I don't like sports. I just don't. I, it's not real. Like, like this is fake. <laughs> this doesn't matter. It's, it's very it's very hard for me to, like, uh, care. It's so, so, like, so I had to do a lot of faking, but I was out there. I was in my little chair. I had my little picnic blanket. I had water. I was clapping. I was saying that they did good things because they did. I guess that's like, you know, Kale from Team Mom 2 is very like, I guess she shows up to her, to her uh, kids. I guess her kids are in like eight sports. Oh my God. The, on the little kids. So the little kids team is a six, seven year old team. The only reason my five year old's on it, because I was like, I'm not going to eight games a, a week. So y'all got to figure something out. But uh, I'm not going to say his name, but there's a little boy on there who actually knows how to play. And he's doing very well. He takes the ball. He runs. He, I mean, he runs, runs, runs. And so I, afterwards, I was signing up to be a snack mom. Back to that. This little boy was like, I scored all the goals. I was like, yeah, you sure did. You're the only one scoring goals. You really know how to play this game. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get a snack because I need a lot of energy. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, because I have to go to a baseball game after this. I was like, oh, so you, he's like, yeah, I play baseball too. And I have a game right after this. I was like, okay. And then he he said, after that, I have to go to a birthday party. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. And then he was like, and then I have another practice. I don't remember what he said, some sort of practice. I was like, so you, you do, you play two games and go on a birthday party and a practice today? And he said, yeah, so I need my energy. And I was like, you sure fucking do. Because... (laughs) If I told my kids to do all that, they would lay on the ground, okay? <laughs> um, I signed to be snack mom for next week because they asked for people to sign up. So, you know, people are giving my children snacks, so I guess I'll sign up to bring snacks one time. And when I was leaving, I was calling my mom, and I told her about it. And she goes, what the fuck is a snack mom? And I was like, oh, that's right, that's right, because you didn't volunteer for anything. Let me tell you, what it happens is that uh, one of the mothers or a father, and in our case, somebody's brother, like whatever, the, they are the snack person for the day and they bring something to eat and like a drink and preferably something that's not like wild. So like, you know, I'm probably going to bring those little Teddy Graham um snacks and maybe some Gatorades. Not that Gatorade's better for you than really juice, but listen, the optics, okay? So that's what I'm going to bring. Or maybe I'll bring some honest juice so I can say it doesn't have any other additives in it. 
doesn't matter. Juice is full of fucking sugar. <laughs> Fine. So I bring, I'll bring that, and then I'll pass it out after the game. I'll put it in a little cooler, and I'll pass it after the game. And my mom was, and I said, you know, I know you don't know anything about that because you never volunteered to do anything because you were like, no, I don't know. She's like, yeah, um, why would I sign up to do some extra mothering? I already mother my own kids. Why would I sign up to, what the fuck do I look like? And I was like, yeah, this, 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 this is on brand for you. <laughs> I was raised by Tokyo Tony, guys. <laughs> do you guys know who that is? It's Black China's mother, but she's like, she's wild. I mean, she's not a good person, by the way, but she's wild. Uh, my mom's not a Tokyo Tony. My mom definitely knows how to put on her professional woman drag. So she can, de in her church lady drag, she can definitely like be the, she can play parts. But uh, she ain't too far from Tokyo Tony either. So um, just because you see her down at the church doesn't mean, it don't mean shit. So... <laughs> Anyway, so I'm tired from that. And then I was going to start to, I got back to the house um, after doing all that. Also had to console Bunny because somebody else was getting attention today. And that was hard for her. So, <laughs> no, Bunny's doing so well in gymnastics. And she goes on Wednesdays. She's doing so well in gymnastics. Um, super proud of her. Um, but, like... All of my younger siblings set are have a little bit of this that like if you compliment someone else, they believe that you are have taken something away from them. And today Bunny was just could not take that. I was complimenting all the other children on their on like I honestly I just complimented them on trying. Like I like if somebody had asked me to run up and down the field the way Cheeks and Turtle were running up, I don't know how the fuck I would do it. I would lay on the grass, face down, and be like, No, I can't do all that. But they were doing it and they and they were playing better than I thought. They they just cared more. And to the fact that like the coach was like, tell me, telling my asking my kids if they want to get back in to play ball. I was like, okay. It was a lot. You know? And I just really wanted to like verbally, you know, validate them, make sure they knew that how I appreciated them. And how like proud I was of them and I let them stay up late and I also took the timers off their their tablets their iPads today and she just couldn't handle it she just was like upset about it which is tar hard I mean the thing is is that like when you have that when you have that in you that that trauma that insecurity of love and things like that like there's there's not there's no amount of love I can give her to make her like be like oh I'm full up of love I'm full up of attention I'm full up of validation there's there is none it's it's it's, it's a it's a little hole that like as soon as you put something in it and you need to put more and more and more and more the the trick is like working with her to develop self-esteem and to be able to um work on her own anxiety and her own insecurities and you know I did talk to her you know about clapping for others before it's our turn so clapping for others that when it's our turn they clap for us like when you're waiting for your for your thing to happen just keep clapping for other people be excited that somebody else is get is get is something nice is happening to them and i also did like spend time with her today like uh after little ones went down before the big ones did i went in her room we played uno together for a little while um she's not great at uno she forgets the rules to uno quite a bit but it's fine you know I'm not daddy, so that means that 
I am not personally offended that uh, we need to play slow and that I need to remind you to look for more threes in your hand and put those down too. Uh, but we had a good time. We spent like half an hour, 40 minutes just with the door closed playing Uno and talking. And I think that helped a lot today. And I've also, I'm also, I'm also asking her to make sure to be happy for others. Not just, it's not, it's not always about you. Um, but then, uh, my last appointment got pushed up, uh, supposed to go at six, but I guess somebody canceled on her, so. She had me come in earlier. So guys, I talked about this. I started getting lashes in the pandemic. I don't know. Is it like six months? I don't know. I just, one day I was like, maybe I should try these out. And maybe it's the difference between me being ugly and me being beautiful. And it was, it was. I am fucking beautiful now. I've never had eyelashes like that. I have, I don't grow hair, guys. I don't really grow hair. I can go a very long time without shaving any body parts or anything like that. And I've always had short, stubby little eyelashes. And so I got, I don't know, I just tried it out. It was something nice to do for myself. And I love them. But the problem is, is that like they were falling out of my eyes all the time. And then so by the time I got to my refill in two weeks, I had like two eyelashes left and I started looking weird. Um, and then I did something really wild. I followed directions. <laughs> I actually did what they told me to do and it stopped happening. So here's the deal though, like oil will dissolve the glue in your in your individual eyelashes. That's why you don't use oil, like you use oil-free makeup, oil-free makeup, uh, oil-free cleansers, things like that. I was doing that. But what I wasn't doing, I wasn't washing my eyelashes. Um, I was not literally, they call it a lash bath at the place, but like, I was not doing that and I and I started doing that every other day. I got I got a little kit off of Amazon. I even have an eyelash like uh eyelash uh dryer so they don't dry wild. So um so I started doing it every other day and then I did something else that they told me to do. I used an eye mask at night, which I never thought I'd be able to do, but I did it. I've been doing it. Because one thing having uh, eyelash extensions has taught me is that I sleep on my face. I love sleeping on my face. I apparently sleep on my, like, I literally dig, like, what? So, I sleep a combination of side and stomach. So, like, I don't know. It's weird. But what I, I... I've never paid attention to this, but what I literally do is I smush one of my eyes into a pillow and go to sleep. And and I cannot, people were like, just sleep on your back. Bitch, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I tried it one night. It felt terrible. And then someone said you get night terrors from it. I'm definitely not doing that shit. Or sleep para- paralysis. Like you can't move. Um, I'm not doing that. Uh, so... Instead, I bought this stupid um, sleep mask that I put on at night. And it did take a minute for me to, like, work on that. But I worked it out. And, um, yeah. So when I came in today, the woman I get my, my lash lady doesn't speak a ton of English. I mean, she speaks English, but it's not a first language. And I can tell she's not comfortable I, I'm not sure where she's from, um, so I wouldn't know what her first language is. But she 
often speaks to me in broken English. And today, like, she could, like, when I walked in, she, like, gave me the thumbs up and stuff. She noticed that I still had more lashes than I normally have. So she was really excited for me. She was probably like, thank goodness, because this bitch be coming in here with one eyelash left, talking about it's a refill, when, bitch, you know. Anyway, I I told myself if I couldn't keep the eyelashes in, then I wasn't going to waste my money getting them. But I'm happy that they are. And it makes me feel really good about myself. I can't tell you how fucking cute I am with these eyelashes. I All my life, I had to fight for eyelashes. And finally... <laughs> Like, when I'm wearing my mask, because I still wear a mask, um, I know a lot of people don't anymore. I, what am I supposed to say about that? I, I still wear a mask. Because my kids are in school, and they still wear masks. And what am I supposed to do? So I wear my mask. When I'm wearing my mask, also, I have to go to physical therapy, which is inside um, an outpatient rehab uh, hospital, where all these people have cancer and shit, and like, like I wear a mask there. Um, I wear a mask to get my eyelashes done because I started getting it done in the pandemic and I can't imagine lying back while someone linked over me and just breathed straight into my face. Is that what people were doing before? I don't know, but the, the, the last place I go to, you must wear a mask. So I do. Um, but when I have my mask on, my eyes are so cute. I'm like blinking. Like the chick at the eye, at the eyeglasses place was like, are those your lashes? I was like, girl, no, I bought these bitches. And she was like, oh, I have one. I was like, go get them, go get them, get them now. Um, but yeah, it's changed a lot of stuff and it's something small I can do for myself. Again, I'm trying to do more things for myself. Um, making things look nice for myself and no one else. Um, my husband... A short, a shorthand in our in our relationship is putting flowers on your table. Cause I, I'm not like I, I wouldn't say I'm like a, a sentimental person, but I like what fresh flowers look like in a house. I really like like I don't I'm not someone that's like oh my god someone bought me flowers, but I'm but I love when I walk into a clean house and it also has fresh flowers in it. And so he he would buy I don't know wherever he was he'd be at Seven Eleven Walmart H E B whatever if he saw some flowers that he would bring it and he'd put it on my table, and that and that was shorthand for he's thinking about me. And recently I've been buying my own flowers because I also want to think about me, and so I buy my own flowers about once a week and I arrange them and put them someplace nice and then I change the water every other day. And that usually lasts about 10 days, a week to 10 days, depending on how well I am about changing water and everything. And I'd stopped doing it because I was like, that's like a waste of time. But again, remember, this is treat yourself year and, and treat yourself means treat yourself like you treat other people. And it's not too much for somebody I care about. And I care about me. So I put flowers on my own fucking table, too. And it's little stuff like that and buying eyelashes and, oh, I bought uh, wooden hangers and I cleaned out our closet and threw away a lot of shit for my husband and it's all clean in there. And I don't know. I was like, you deserve wooden hangers, bitch. <laughs> Get them. Your old navy clothes look all, look all nice now. Looks like you spent more than $10 on these bitches. Um, it felt... It feels nice to do these things for myself. So now eyelashes are part of them. I'm doing better with my skin. I've been micro-needling because I've been working on my acne scars. Um, it's not really acne scars. They're hormonal. Uh, 
I've always thought of them as acne scars, but they're not. It's she said it's from hormones and um but I've been working on my skin's gotten clearer and clearer. Um I don't wear makeup at all. I just I mean I've never really loved makeup, but I don't wear makeup at all except for a bright lip and my eyelashes. And I feel like those things are nice. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I can't even remember. Maybe I was just talking about the day. So anyway, I had planned to do a bunch of stuff. I planned to record this podcast. I started recording this podcast. I kept getting interrupted by certain things. And then I had to restart over again. So that's where I am. Um, this is the last episode of season nine. Uh, we're doing the reunion of Rock of Love. But before we do that, I want to give you guys some show business, okay? So season 10 of Buy Pumpkin is going to start uh, in a couple of weeks. I always do some palette cleansers in between. I got some fun stuff planned. Um, but season 10 of Buy Pumpkin is going to be Vanderpump Rules season two. And how that started is Liz was doing um, a Liz Explains episode on, I don't know, a Cabo trip or whatever. She was like, this should be a Buy Pumpkin season. And I heard that and I was like, mm, I don't know about that. But you guys heard it and you immediately started asking me for a Vanderpump Rules for a Buy Pumpkin season. And I said something to care about it and we care about it and we talked about it on her. Um, this was on her Patreon where we did Bad Vegan. Um, go listen to that if you haven't. We had a, Me and Kara had a really good time doing that one. So, and Kara, so we had talked about it on the episode and then I got more feedback in inboxes and whatnot and comments. And I'd be com I'd be commenting on some other post on some other place and I get a reply about how I'm gonna do Vanderpump rules. And I wasn't sure I was gonna do that. And mostly it's because I did not love Vanderpump rules the way you guys did. I So Vanderpump Rules is outside of my wheelhouse. In that it is a type of show that I would call a real world Vegas show, right? Real world Vegas is the last real world I watched um, as it came out. I Hawaii was after that and I did watch Hawaii, but not as it came out. It was one of those things I was like, oh, it's on. I'll, I'll finish. I'll watch for marathon. Like before that, I used to watch real world on the night it came out. And if you guys recall, Real World Vegas was very um, threesomes in the tub, in the hot tub. Um, I'm trying not to be a go-go dancer. Uh, my boyfriend's coming, but I'm also sleeping with Alton. And very and it, so it was good. Don't don't get me wrong, it was good. But that was the last time I cared about something like that. And so Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules falls within that category for me. Um, Summer House definitely falls. In, I've only seen one episode of Summer House. I never want to see another episode of Summer House. Um, anything where people are just, you know, dating and we go out to drink and we all live in the house and which one's going to hook up. I don't, I don't care about that stuff. I really don't. It doesn't like do it for me. The only thing that actually bonded me with Vanderpump Rules was that, uh, they were servers and I definitely know what it's like to be a server. I worked in hospitality for a long time. So 
I watched the show, Vanderpump Rules, but I didn't love it. And so the other thing about it that was hard for me to connect with it is that there is no one on the show who I'm thrilled to see. I got to have a light. I got to have a joy. I got to have somebody that makes that makes the show um, that when they come on the screen, I'm like, oh, look at so-and-so. Big Ange, Portia, uh, Whitney on Salt Lake City. Um, just someone that I'm like, ugh, you know, lovable idiot, lovable fun person. And there was no one for that for me in Vanderpump Rules because I think Chris, Kristen needs um, medication. Like, I know a lot of people love that girl, but I think she needs medication. And also, I've worked with a lot of Kristens. And so, since I don't have anybody to root for on the show or who who brings comic relief or who eases tension for me in the show... So it's not always fun. Like, I, 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 it just isn't. And so, like, I was like, how the fuck am I going to do this? Now, when I started thinking about doing it, I was like, is it worth doing? So what is the mission of Buy Bumpkin? I'm revisiting vintage reality shows to, you know, right the wrongs. <laughs> I, it's basically Quantum Leap with a podcast. Okay, I'm going back in time to right wrongs. Um, no, I'm going back in time to see if perceptions of my perceptions have changed. If my if the person I'm rooting for has changed. Um, if I if I feel differently about the way things are edited or presented to me, and I thought maybe I could do that with Vanderpump Rules. Maybe I could maybe I could figure out the show that like. First, I could find a joy, a light. See, a lot of people think it's Tom. A lot of people have Tom Schwartz as their joy. And I'm like, Tom Schwartz is a terrible person. A really, and I've always thought he was a terrible person. Being married to Tom Schwartz is like being married to Will Smith. Tyranny. It's like being married to Justin Timberlake. Tyranny. Ryan Reynolds. Tyranny. Like, (laughs) I've, I've been saying this for a long time. And so, like, Schwartz, Schwartz doesn't do it for me. Guys, I don't even think Schwartz is cute. He looks like Bob Hope's grandson to me. Like, I... I actually feel sorry for people who really think, who are really into Tom Schwartz, who are like, who a guy like that, you'd be like, definitely got to bring that guy home. It's been a hard road for you, huh? It's been a hard journey to get through life, huh? Where you want to bring home three-legged puppy dogs like that. But okay, okay. But I'm off topic. I I do, I decided to do it because I wanted to see how my perception of this show has changed since I first watched it. And... I haven't really watched any new episodes, uh, current episodes. The show's gone, right? It should be gone, right? The magic is gone. And the magic is not Stasi. I'm talking about the magic of catching this particular friend group and these, these particular circumstances. They're in a different circumstances now. Um, but I stopped watching... I think after Billy Lee season, the season, the first season she was on, 
I stopped watching. That was the season that uh, they were determined to make sure that we knew that James Kennedy is bisexual, even though he's saying he's not. Um, they wanted to make sure we knew it. And that, uh, yeah, was, uh, I stopped watching after the season. Was it the Jack's Fuck Face season? It might have been. I, I hate Britney. I hate her. Like, you... <laughs> She is a really bad person. And I don't need my characters to be good people on these shows. But I do, I need somebody. I need somebody, even if they're a bad person. Because I think Portia Williams is a really bad. Portia Denise Williams is a really bad person. But I need someone that is having fun on the screen. That is fun to watch and fun to follow. And somebody that I'm like, I I love a comic relief. I but I don't know. So I'm going to revisit Vanderpump Rules. But here's the problem. Because I didn't love the show the way y'all love the show. And because, you know, I never had a problem talking on these episodes. I can talk to myself for hours, really. Just fucking hours. Um, <laughs> just having a lovely con making myself laugh, interrupting myself. How the fuck do you interrupt yourself? I don't know, but I do it. But um, I need some help with this one. So this will be the first and probably only season of Pie Pumpkin in which there will be a guest on every episode. Because I need someone to bounce off of. I need someone to bring something to it um, besides what I bring to it. Because I just don't want you guys to have a shitty season. I really don't. I, I want to do a season people want to hear, right? But I don't want to be a downer. That's all. I don't want to be a downer. I don't I don't want to be like I don't even like Tom and Ariana guys. I do I This is not a very good announcement. It sounds like I'm it sounds like I'm going to the to the to the chair. No, I'm real I am excited to re to 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 revisit this because who I was when this came out, I mean, it's not it's not as big of a gap as like a flavor of love or anything, but I'm still different. And so watching this, I want to see how I feel differently. And hopefully I do. Maybe I'm a Katie stan. No, I'm not. I don't like Katie. <laughs> I don't like her. Like, you know how bad you have to be that people want that love Tom Schwartz over you? That people... That he, you know what? Let me save it. Let me fucking save it for the fucking episode. So, season 10 starts in about three or four weeks. I've got guests lined up for the first month. And I will have a guest on every episode. If I do not have a guest, I will not be doing a Vanderpump Rules episode. So, um, I've already asked. I've, 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 I've obviously asked Liz because... She's the problem. Um, she's going to be on two of them because she's the problem. Kara, too. I've already asked Kara. Actually, I've asked Kara to do something else with me that is going to be terrible. But you guys will wait. Kara's going to be on two of them, too, because this is partially their fault. Um, I'm going to get Sonia on. I got, I'm going to force Tomlin to come on here. I'm going to make Stas come on here. Guys, I'm going to make, I'm, I'm going to make a lot of people come on here and talk about Vanderpump rules and 
Mona's coming. I'm going to make Rachel come. I'm, they're coming. They're all fucking coming. I'm going to kidnap Troy and make him come. Because, are you having a bad dream? Hey. Hey. Wake up. It's just a dream. All right. Sorry, dogs. Um, <laughs> But I'm going to kidnap Troy and make him come on here. Because, oh, Russ. Are you listening to this, Russ? You're coming on. Um, because we're going to get through this like as a family. All right? It takes a village. And that's the model for this for season 10 of, of Bob Pumpkin. It takes a fucking village. Uh, so, yeah. Fun stuff between now and then. Then we're going to start season 10. We'll have about 15 episodes and 15 guests. And, yeah, I think that's all the show business I got for the day. Let's, you know, let's talk about Rock of Love. So, we're in the reunion. That's season one, episode 12. And I'll be honest, as reunions go, this wasn't that great. I actually just let the, the show keep playing after I was done taking notes and shit because I was doing other stuff. And season two started playing. Guys, season two is a whole new fucking ball game. Maybe I should have done season two. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But... This this reunion episode is hosted by Ricky Ratner, who is one of the hosts of Headbangers Ball. He also owns nightclubs and shed and did radio shows. And he's just, he was pretty famous in the 80s and in early 90s. Uh, he and Brett are good friends. I don't like him. I don't even remember why I don't like him. I don't see it for him. I even texted Sonia to be like, because, you know, Sonia did um all these love uh she did her podcast is called rewind the love and she did all a lot of these shows and she actually did research and shit you know me i just get on i just watch the show and get on here and start fucking talking she was like gonna listen she listened to Lacey and heather's fucking podcast and shit i'm never listening to Lacey's podcast i tried i don't like Lacey. i i don't like her face or her mouth so <laughs> i but, like, that's just not my thing. That's not, uh, For the most part, I don't do all that research. But Sonya actually researches. So I was like, she has to know something. Like, do I not like R- Ricky Ratner because of something I heard Sonya say or what? And she couldn't figure it out either. But I did notice that he was on Charm School, the Sharon Osbourne version, because um, we couldn't have a black person talk to to the mostly white cast of, uh, Char- of Rock of Love because... How would they relate? I guess I don't know, but he is on that show, and so maybe he did something dickish over there. I don't know. I don't like like as soon as he got on the screen, I was like, "Ooh, boo, hiss, no." Um, so you know, he intros the show. They intro all the women from the show, some of which I've never seen before in my entire fucking life. I just watched this entire season. I've watched Rock of Love. Many, sometimes I just throw it on many, many times. I've still never seen any of these fucking people ever. I'm like, who are these bitches? Were they on the show? Okay, so Brett comes out. He's got on. He he's feeling very froggy because today he don't have a hat on. He's just got his wig and bandana. All right, and he's got a little bit of eyeliner. I just think he. he I think he's feeling confident. And then Ricky tells him he's a big star. You know, bigger than when he was selling out stadiums. Brett gives us a Pittsburgh nice guy speech. Guys, when I say a Pittsburgh nice guy, I am not talking about 
that Brett is, that people from Pittsburgh are all nice. I'm saying Brett, Brett does this, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is like damn near Midwest. He gives this Midwest type speech and, uh, you know, about how the women are the ones that were really interesting and stuff. Like, that's what Brett is like. Um, the thing is, I haven't, I've seen Brett be nonsensical. I've seen Brett be ridiculous. I've seen Brett overestimate his own worth on the show, but I haven't seen him be mean to anybody. Even when he should have been mean to people. He wasn't mean to people. Um, you know, he just talks about how he got to hang out with all these women. He's got a really good life. Yada, yada, yada. And then Ricky cues up the next session section. And as he's doing that, I see Brett mouth hi baby to someone. Who was it? It wasn't Jess. Jess isn't on the stage. Who are the women? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Heather? I'm I'm like offended if it was to Heather. You know? Justice for fucking Heather, guys. So there's a segment about Christy and Brandy C making out and being best friends and wanting to share Brett and wanting to be, basically be the girls next door with Brett pretending to be Hef. Um, they show up in matching early Madonna cosplay. You know when Madonna used to wear like wedding dresses and lace gloves and like a lot of bows in her hair and shit. And it turns out they moved in as roommates um, in LA. Uh, Christia was in Minnesota and Brandy brought her out to live with her in LA. Um, they did a road trip where they broke down on the border of Utah and Colorado. Is that Are they bordered? I don't fucking know. Um, and they tried to film their road trip and they didn't know how to work the cameras. So that didn't work. I, a part of me is like, was this supposed to be like a spinoff of some sort? Or like, I, I don't even think Vage One was doing digital um, web. I don't think they were doing web shows. You know how uh, uh, Drag Race will do web shows? Like WoW will do web web shows with um, various um, standouts from the show. I don't even think they were doing that. Oh, guys, do you remember? You know, I'd really love to get my hands on a non-YouTube version of um, Making the Band with Danny DeCain. And do you guys remember there were two, there was this white girl and black girl that were like good friends on the show, and they gave them a spinoff where they went to Vegas and tried out to be on the sh- on the strip, to be in shows on the strip. Do you guys remember that? This is a similar show that the Christia and Brandy C show. I'm not sure. They also talk about sleeping in bed together and having bad dreams and Brandy waking up and punching her in the fucking face. And I don't I, Like, it's a lot of fluff. I I do understand that people liked Brandy C and Christia together. I mean, she really did cry like the fucking the first act of color purple when Nettie got to leave, Mr. Makes Nettie leave, uh, Celie at the, at the, and she makes her go and she goes off to Africa and shit. But girl, you know, this girl a full two weeks, calm down. Um, next we talked to Rodeo. Now remember Rodeo was having a meltdown about her son. Son was seven. She hadn't really seen her son and Brett sent her home because of that. I mean, 
let's just keep it a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand percent real. Brett was always going to send Rodie home. Okay. He just decided to send her home at that point because of her meltdown. Um, you know, Rodeo gets on that stage and babe, her legs are thick. Damn, Rodeo, you're looking good, girl. Um, she says that it was difficult for her to walk away from Brett on the show because she fell for them and she wants a second chance if it doesn't work out. If, if, uh, whatever happened with Jess doesn't work out. It's interesting that the crowd does not react to that. There are other things that happen in this segment that they do react to. So I'm like, were they, I don't know. Was this a pickup scene? Like, why are they not reacting to the fact that, that Rodeo is asking Brett for another chance? I'm unsure about that. Um, you know, uh, Brett says she's an awesome human being and that he wants to give her a hug. Rodeo tells us she's been coming out with products which Ricky Ratner calls her out on. Uh, but, I mean, what else is she supposed to fucking do? She's host, she's she's hosting at clubs and coming out with organic barbecue sauce and clothing lines. That's what she's going to do. I don't like it either. Like, but a bitch got to get paid. So, I mean, let give Rodeo fucking 30. You, later on, we got to watch Lacey sing. So, give Rodeo 30 seconds to talk about her fucking barbecue sauce. So now it's Sam's turn and Ricky Ratner says that people would bring up Sam to him out in the wild and tell him to tell Brett not to break Sam's heart. Um, I hate Sam's hair. She looks like Helen Hunt a lot. If Helen Hunt had a gap in her teeth. I don't know. She just, it just looks bad. It, I didn't like her hair before, but I like that better than this. Uh, she looks like George Washington. Like, her hair is pulled back and was kind of like tying a bow in the back. Or maybe Benjamin Franklin. She looks like going to fly a kite in a storm. I don't... <sighs> Sam's cuter than this. Sam said she wanted a mental connection with Brett. And she said she didn't think Brett would be sleeping with Lacey or having threesomes with some of the ladies. She said she didn't think she'd be able to trust him on tour based on the way he acted in the house. And Brett says that the kiss, that remember that last kiss where she like threw herself on top of him was great because they had an understanding that in some sick way that they were saying that if things would be differently, it might not have worked. You know, on season two, when Brett's letting people go, he's saying things like, you know, this isn't the time or the place. And like, why are you acting like they ran up on you at a meet and greet? Like you're literally here. You've set aside time and rented a place to do this thing. And I didn't get it. Um, next we get Lacey and Lacey got booed so much when she came out. Um, Ricky says that what most people wanted to know was like, what was up with her dad? And he mentions them talking about all the sex things that they did in front of her and Heather's parents. Lacey said at least she didn't do porn. And I think that was a dig at Brandy M because they cut to her. Lacey says she's 31. She can do what she wants sexually. Lacey says she wanted to be Brett's friend and she wanted to be on to, to look out for him. She also says there are many times she and Brett were alone and that Brett wasn't thinking about the other ladies. because And that was in response to Ricky. I mean, the consensus, I wasn't the only one who thought this, that like Lacey spent all her time with Brett talking about other women. And maybe if she hadn't, something would be different. But I don't know. Realistically, I didn't see Brett choosing Lacey either. I I think it's quite clear what Brett's type is. 
And I don't think Lacey's one of them. Also, I don't think Lacey's... I don't think Brett's the type of person that could... That would be okay with, like, sharing... Like, every relationship has a gardener and a flower in it. And sometimes you take turns or whatever, but at one moment, like, somebody's being a flower and someone's being a gardener. And I think Brett's a flower 24-7. And I think that he's a type that, like, you need to cater to him and to his career and to what's going on. And if you were like, I'm going on tour, he'd be like, what? What the fuck are you even talking about? Who's going to take care of my kids when they come over for my custody visits? What the fuck? Um, they have her come, they, now it's time for Dallas to come out because they're talking about like, um, you know, all the bad shit, all the bad shit Lacey was doing in the house and, um, uh, listen, Dallas comes down, they have her come to the, cause the way they have, they have this stage where Ricky is and Brett was, and there's a kind of a couch too where he's interviewing people. And the women are all the women that were on the show are all kind of they've kind of like set up like the stage, like that's a stage and this is like a club. And there are little um tables set around that they're all kind of in. And I guess the closer to the stage you are, the more important you are. And then beyond that is an audience. It's a weird setup. But, so Dallas has to walk onto the, the main stage, and she kind of wiggles down there. I mean, Dallas looks good. Uh, she's wearing, like, um, a sateen or a rayon, a prom dress type thing, and she's got a lot of, she's got, like, blue makeup on, and she's got a nice, good ponytail, but the ponytail does not match her actual hair texture. I mean, it just needed to be smooth a little bit more. Like, she needed some more gel or something. And she needed, like, a hard, a good hard brush. Um, like, literally everything I'm saying makes it sound like she doesn't look good. But she does look good. Uh, this, the technology just wasn't there for her hair piece. It was 2007. So, Dallas says she doesn't hate animals. She hates Lacey. And to which there are lots of cheers. Dallas says that... Brett eats meat, wears leather, wears snakeskin boots every fucking day. And Lacey interrupts to say that she that she wants to say that she went too far. Like putting her finger in her face and all that went too far. And she feels bad. She taps Dallas while she's talking. And Dallas is like, don't touch me. I Dallas's whole persona at this moment, I'm like, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, then Dallas points out that she and Lacey have run into each other at least three times. And Lacey hasn't said anything. It's all for the cameras. And I agree because I think that apology is fake because Lacey whips out a shirt that she got made at the mall, I guess. This is the ugliest fucking shirt. There's no design to it. It's, it's bad. But it just says, Dallas loves Michael Vick. Um, you guys remember Michael fucking Vick, guys? Do you... Like, that... Jesus, Michael fucking Vick. Um, Lacey says that Michael Vick is available. Dallas says she doesn't date black men. Ugh, Dallas. I was with Dallas up until this point. It's not Dallas. Like, obviously, Dallas is very into interracial relationships. That's great for her. No big deal. But the I don't date black men thing grates on the ears because 
it's one thing to like be dating lots of different types of people, but to say that you will not date someone of your race is <sighs> gross. Anyway, but I mean, it's not surprising. Dallas, I don't know if she gives off the vibes, but I bet you if you dated some black men or hung out with some black people, Dallas, your hair would be better. I'm just saying maybe that ponytail would be, would, would be matching your hair texture. I just, just a thought, maybe get like a couple of black friends and like check out what's going on with this hair just for that part, maybe. Maybe like, I don't know, help with like skin stuff. Like, I mean, we can share things with you. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Your white friends aren't going to help with that ponytail, Dallas. Uh, so they bring out Brandy M next and because she too was in a big argument with Lacey and Ricky says that all of his friends, when he was watching the show and stuff, said they wanted to party with Brandy, which makes sense. Brandy is fun. She is fun. She's still got a cute little accent. Um, she doesn't look great. It's weird. Like, the women have dressed up from early Madonna wedding dress to prom dress to, like, uh, Brandy M is wearing heels and some pedal pushers and a shirt. And she, she has, like, kind of a... a a hump in the front of her hair. Like, she looks like she's going to, like, a concert or, so, or something, which is fine, but, like, I don't know. We should have all gotten together and gotten the dress code. Like, what what are we supposed to be wearing? Um, You know, they talk about, like, what were you thinking, Brandy, when you told Lacey about your doubts about Brett? Because she was immediately thinking, I'm going to go tell Brett. You, everyone knows that. Um, Lacey says the other girls had each other's backs, but she had Brett's back. Um, then she says Brett went on the show for love and to put himself out there. And Ricky is upset. He's like, poison sells tens of thousands of tickets. Tens of thousands of tickets win. A year? That Listen, poison sells tickets. Okay, they do. These are tickets in a very small venue. <laughs> These are tickets at the county fair. <laughs> No, Poison, I'm, listen, I, I already told you guys, like, Brett is a working mus musician. He tours, he, he works, people go to the fucking shows. They go. Um, but Ricky is, like, super offended at the idea that Lacey's saying that Brett came on this show for his, for, you know, to make himself look good. And I'm like, that's the, why else would he? Ricky says that Brett's definitely looking. That's his best friend. Like, they're very close friends. But, and he was definitely looking for love. I don't know. I don't know, Ricky. I don't know. You need more people. We don't believe you. All right. So, at this point, Brandy M does an impression of Lacey's music video on YouTube. It says it's terrible. And then Lacey does an impression of Brandy M's porn video that apparently came out for all of this. Um, the show cuts away because it's something you can't show on fucking VH1. Although, season two, I'm watching on Hulu, and I've definitely seen Fritchie's nips several times. They're not blurring them out. Um, anyway, Brandy M says she was young when she, she starts to say she was young. And she, I think she's talking about that porn video. And, but Ricky interrupts her and asks about, Brandy self-eliminating. She says it's because she found out that Lacey was fucking Brett. And she says Lacey was going to his room every night. Why? Brett wasn't in there. What's she talking about? Or maybe she was going up there before he left. And 
Lacey says it's because she wasn't getting any dates, so she had to do what she had to do. And Brandy was like, yeah, by the time I realized you were fucking him, I wasn't interested in him anymore. Understandable. I feel the same way. Not that I'd be interested in him to begin with. I mean, Brett's not my type. Just just to keep it a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand. He's not my type. Um, so now it's Heather's turn. And guys, Heather looks good. Heather looks skinny. I obviously shouldn't be saying Heather looks good. Because she's lost body mass. I should not be saying that. But it's, sometimes it's hard to like move away from fat phobic shit. She does look good. Her makeup looks pretty good. And you know I'm also. I'm just coming off watching this show. Where she's been running around the house with no makeup on for weeks. She looks great. She's wearing like a cocktail dress. Or she's got extension in her hair. I can't. I uh, Heather looks great. Just as for Heather. So they do a little bit. Um, where they make Heather talk to Lacey and they, how they were friends. And she said Lacey wrote her coattails and they're the alliance. And Lacey actually ends up apologizing to Heather and saying that, that, um, what she does regret is not talking to her first before talking to Brett, but she doesn't regret saying it. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, they end that segment pretty quick with Heather and Lacey apologizing to each other. Then they do a little bit with Heather and that tattoo, that first tattoo that she got with Brett's name, and she and it says like she she acts like she got it a new a second tattoo, and Ricky takes this this um this uh bandage off the back of her neck, and it, and underneath Brett it says sucks, and obviously it's fake. She tells us it's fake, but. She says it's all good. She's, she's not bitter or anything like that. And like, Heather, it's okay if you are bitter. Like I said, Heather is like, the cool girl does not exist. You know what I mean? This girl who all she wants to do is hang out with you and your friends, sit on a stool and drink beer and watch sports and give you head. And like, she doesn't have any complicated feelings. She never gets in the way of stuff. Like, she doesn't exist because that cool girl, like, um stereotype is not a person they are just someone that to to make a man's like life easier and to fulfill all the his fantasies and stuff that's not that's why she doesn't exist not that people who like sports and beer and suck a dick don't exist i'm not saying that i'm saying that like this idea that this there will be this woman that like her only goal in life is to fulfill your fantasies is false because that means she's not a real person. Where are her fantasy? What are her wants and needs? Why she doesn't have a headache? Maybe her jaw hurts tonight. And Heather is the closest I've seen to come to it, but I don't necessarily believe it. And part of it, like she's like, oh, I'm not bitter. Like Heather, you can be bitter. It's okay. Like it's it's not fair for all this shit to have happened. You did get the short end of the stick. And you do not have to come up in here and make things easier for Brett. Uh, you did get fucked. Um, you know, he comes out. He's a little worried. I guess he doesn't really know how Heather feels about him. And, and they're talking about doing a hug. And he's like, well, if Heather wants or... Um, he basically tells her that they had sexual chemistry and a good friendship. But in the end, he had to choose love. And to that, I say, somebody that you want to fuck and you're friends with, that is, that's the goal. You want someone who you have sexual chemistry with so you can have your physical, you can get your physical yayas out 
and be satisfied in that way, but also someone who is your friend, who makes you laugh, who you can hang out with and talk with. And like, if you, you know, if you meet them for chilies for lunch, that you're not just staring at each other at your phones and shit. Because like, that is what a good relationship is. What is he talking about? I don't know. I don't think Brett knows what he wants. They end up giggling and shit and doing their friend stuff where they're saying things, which once again proves he should have chosen Heather just as for fucking Heather. After the commercial break, they bring out Jess and Brett and, excuse me, they bring out Jess and Brett and Jess hug and then sit down. It's been six months since they've seen each other. Um, I, it's been six months since they've seen Heather too, right? Yeah. So he says that Heather, Jess says that Heather wears her heart on her sleeve and she thinks that that's what got Heather fucked over. Heather's back in the audience and she's like crying now. Jess talks about what happened after the show. She says that they rode back to the hotel together and he stayed in the car and Big John had to walk her to her hotel. And Brett says, he's like, he wasn't allowed to. He was doing the most by even getting in the car with her. Everyone was freaking out. He wasn't even supposed to do that. He was not supposed to contact her. And I think Jess wanted to be contacted. I mean, like they said, Jess had a boyfriend the entire time, which I think translates to if you talk to her that she definitely had a boyfriend They've definitely gotten to a fight or they, they were on and off. She goes on the show. And then when she got back off the show, they got right back together. So, yeah, she technically had a boyfriend the whole time, but she also technically didn't. I I bet you this it's some story like that. But the fact is, like, Jess, you're acting mad and shit. But, like, did you really want him to come up to the hotel room with you? Did you really want him to call you the next day? I don't know. Um, Jess says that it boils down to the fact that if it was real for Brett, he chose the wrong person. He says that Heather and he had chemistry from day one. And then Brett says that he might have not, he like just had her walls up and Brett had just gotten out of a a very long relationship. And so part of it that he might not have chosen, he might've been self-sabotaging by not choosing Heather, that he should have chosen Heather. Um, and that like, he knew if he chose Jess that it wouldn't get too deep or whatever. Again, justice for fucking Heather. Heather has to sit here and listen to you. Heather really was in love with Brett. I believe that. If Heather is now out here saying she wasn't in love with Brett, she's a goddamn liar. She was in love with him. She really wanted to be with him. She really wanted this. And she got fucked. Um, that's really it. Justin and Heather, like, they kind of do an outro and Jess and Heather end up hugging. Jess comes off the stage and hugs her and says she doesn't care what America thinks of her. It's her truth. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think about what I felt at the time. Like, was I like, oh, that Jess is a bitch. I don't know. This is exactly what happened on Flavor of Love. So I think I thought this is just the formula. I don't, and, and I, I don't fault Jess. I really don't. Like, She's super young. She got on the fucking show and they told her she was going to win like two days into it. And and she fucking did. And I don't know. I just feel like. I just feel like what do we want her to do? Go marry Brett Michaels. But here's the thing. If Heather were the one, she would have tried to marry Brett Michaels. She would have tried to. And what a world. What's a different world where Heather and Brett got married? I don't know. Anyway, this was a short one. I spent most of the time uh, talking shit about Vanderpump Rules. Listen, 
we're going to have a good season. I hope I didn't scare you guys off. We're going to have a good season. I just want people on here that, you know, I, w- I want to make sure that I get people on here that, are, that really want to talk about this subject and that will help me, you know, guide me along here. So season 10 starts soon until we got some palate cleansers coming up, fun stuff, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Later. Later.